This episode of the Central Valley Music Educators Podcast is sponsored by J.H. Tackett Marketing in Hanford. They offer a full line of screen print, embroidery, and custom products to make your ensemble look their best. They offer worldwide printable products at your fingertips. You can reach them online at www.jhtackettmarketing.com. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Central Valley Music Educators Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Bentley. Today's show features an interview with Steve McKeithen, who is the Associate Director of Bands at Fresno State University, and he's going to share some really exciting news about the Bulldog Marching Band. Today, we'll also take a moment to recognize colleagues who have retired in the last year and also give you an update on people who have taken on new teaching positions in the Valley. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and our website at cvmepodcast.com. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to leave a review so that I can continue this program. Let's get started. Well, friends, if you know that song, you've probably figured out our guest today. Let's welcome Steve McKeithen, Associate Director of Bands at California State University, Fresno, and Director of the Fresno State Bulldog Marching Band. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I know that everyone is really excited to hear about the big football season coming up and how the soundtrack of the Red Wave will be participating, but I know you have some other great news to share with us, so let's first focus on the fall camp and football season. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, Things will start up next week, so the Bulldog Beat will be coming in on Monday the 8th. Uh, We'll do four days of rehearsals to get their uh, book prepared um, and get them acclimated. Uh, and get them set up for success. So we're excited to do that. And then that leads right into our preseason camp with the Bulldog Marching Band. We have 290 uh, performers this year um, in our, I, I believe it's probably the first time in program history that we've ever had um, auditions for every single instrument in every single section. I think the last time I looked at numbers, we ended up auditioning about 386 students uh, and got down to the 290 spot. I listened to every single wind player uh, do a video audition uh, to get a spot in the marching band. It was very competitive, a number of sections, uh, and certainly did the same thing for our percussion and guard sections. So we're really excited to see everybody and get things started up. And uh, it's going to be a really special season for a lot of reasons, but I think also our fans are going to probably get a sense of the strength of the group based at least my impressions on how auditions went I'm pretty pretty excited for people to hear the first sounds of the group on September 1st that's so awesome hey I know the athletics department has really been hyping up this football season tell me a little bit about what goes into the game day experience for the marching band at Bulldog Stadium now Valley Children's Stadium Correct. Yeah, we'll have to get used to saying that. That's going to be a, an adjustment for sure. I, you know, I, I think um, we, we do our best to uh, bring that college experience to game day, um, but it's surely in a West Coast format. Um, having been in groups all over the country and taught all of the country, I've got experience in the, you know, the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten. Um, I lived in Texas for a long time. I, I've got a really diverse set of experiences when it comes to collegiate athletics 
And I think one of the things that I like about what we do is, is you know, we, we have traditions, you know, we're also allowed to be innovative and do things in a, maybe in a more fresh and different way. So, you know, people will come to the, come to the games and see a pretty traditional uh, pregame performance. It's, it's fairly straightforward as a lot of uh, college bands do with some uh, school-based material and some uh, patriotic-based material and things like that. It's a little bit more of a straightforward uh, performance. Um, but usually during games, you know, we're going to play a lot of different things during um, offense, defense, uh, timeout, stuff like that. We actually put a committee together and revamped our entire flip folder for this year. Uh, so there'll be a ton of new material uh, that even my students haven't really seen yet. We're going to prepare, prepare that prepare that during the, the camp coming up. But we want to be, you know, active, energetic. Uh, we want to be a factor in the game. Uh, we want to try to make defenses um, uh, think twice uh, about what's happening and, and really uh, have to focus on what's happening as they're doing their thing. We want to be a problem for offenses as well on the other side of the ball uh, with the opponents. That way they have a hard time uh, getting their plays called. And we just want to, we want to be a factor in the, during the game. Uh, and then certainly at halftime, you know, you'll see a lot of innovative things and um, uh, things that incorporate a lot of different sounds and uh, elements uh, that, the, that 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 only a college band can do. So uh, you'll see a lot of different um, uh, styles and approaches to what we bring uh, to the table. But we're pretty excited about our slate of performances, and uh, we'll be ready to go September 1st. So tell me a little bit about the college band experience for an incoming student and what you see is the biggest difference between the high school marching band experience and the college marching band experience. I think the biggest thing is the amount of material that they have to consume in a much more compacted time. Um, as I explained to high school students, you know, they're, they're used to pretty much doing one uh, show per fall. Um, and so they have a long time to get all that music together, to learn that uh, drill package, to rehearse those things, to get it ready for a performance. Um, I've got like two weeks to get two shows together um, and so they have to memorize um, way more music way faster than they ever did before. Um, we have to get it to performance level much more quickly than they would have in high school. And just the sheer amount of material that is going to come across their plate. Uh, they're probably going to play more music than they did in their four years of high school combined this fall. Um, and so I think, I think, but it's also exciting for them too. I think they like the speed. And I think they like the um, the I'm hanging by the seat of my pants, but this is fun and cool uh, experience as well. And that's one of the things that I think makes the college experience very unique and different than high school. Um, and they I think they enjoy that accelerated approach. You know, as excited as we are for football season, I know that you have two other really big performances on your radar this year, and I know that alumni, the Red Wave, and the local music community are excited about the additional performance opportunities that the students will have this year. Sure. Well, actually, there's there's now three uh, things that we have on our radar that are coming up, I, and I'll just go chronologically just to be thorough. So um, we uh, just learned, or at least I just learned a couple of days ago, that um, there's a strong desire uh, by the university and by the athletic department for us to uh, travel to USC uh, and perform there and support the team at the USC game. So we're going to be, uh, every member will be at the USC game uh, for that date on September 17th. So we're really, really excited to do that. 
um, and get that ready to go. That's that's coming up way a lot quicker than uh, that I had anticipated because it wasn't really on our radar until uh, very very recently. But we're ready to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but the other two things are really uh, really special. Um, we have been accepted to perform at the Rose Parade on January 2nd in 2023. So at the end of this fall, uh, we'll be uh, performing um, at that massive event. So that's uh, for the be what I've been told, 750,000 people are on site and like 37 to 40 million viewers on TV uh, watching it. So it's a really huge honor for us to be selected uh, there's a very rigorous audition process, uh, application process to be uh, selected, and we're really excited to have that opportunity to represent the Central Valley, California, and certainly uh, Fresno State and all of our alumni and fans. Um, I think you're going to see something really, really special that day. Our, I've told the student, I'm not shy to say it, I've told our students, we're going to try to do this better than it's ever been done. Um, so uh, louder, stronger, better. Um, just, just we're going to perform at a really high level, and I know I have their commitment because that's just what we do uh, on the daily, and, and we're really excited to do that. And then kind of an additional thing was uh, a brainchild of, of mine that I had a few years ago that I would have done uh, possibly before COVID, but we just got, that kind of got killed off. But um, I put together an all Mountain West marching band uh, to perform at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, and we got selected to do that also in 2023 in March. So uh, I think we might be the only band in the history of college bands to do those two massive parades in the same semester or the same calendar year. I, I've not been able to find anybody that's that's had that honor. And we and it truly is an honor. We're we're excited to do both those things. But that one really, I mean, it's it's largely Fresno State students, but there will be students from San Diego State. Uh, Air Force is, has a huge contingent coming. Wyoming has a big group coming. Uh, San Jose State, uh, Nevada, Boise State. Um, and uh, we're really excited to collaborate with all of those uh, schools in the Mountain West to do this very special performance in Dublin. So uh, that'll be online and people will watch that on TV. But that's an international honor that we're excited to do as a Mountain West, all Mountain West college marching band. That should be pretty cool. That's so cool. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, didn't I see that you had some traveling in that area this summer? I did. Uh, one of the things that I, you know, one of the challenges for this particular trip is the fact that we will never be able to rehearse together at all because uh, we're in every, you know, we're in a bunch of different states. So the only time we're going to get to do this is once we get to Dublin, we're going to have to put some rehearsals together uh, to take our music that is going to be pre-prepared. Like we're going to expect the students to uh, to record their audition, their audio uh, material to make sure that they're ready to go as individuals. But once we get there, uh, we're going to have to coordinate rehearsals uh, with about 220 performers uh, from all those schools uh, to get ready for that parade. So I went on a logistics trip where we uh, saw the hotel sites that we needed to see and all the where the meals will happen. And I had to do the parade route. Uh, there were a lot of meetings with the folks that run that parade because their logistics are almost as stout as the Rose Parade logistics. Um, and then we uh, went and saw the place that we're going to do the uh, rehearsals at. They've, they've got a couple of um, uh, national sports there. One is called Gaelic football. So it's kind of like rugby meets soccer meets American football. It's, it's kind of a hybrid of those things. Well, there's a place 
just outside of town. It's about 45 minutes outside of Dublin. Um, and we're going to go rehearse there because it's got these massive fields uh, where we're going to have space to do that type of thing. And then we'll do a local performance there at one of the uh, very old castles uh, that are on site um, uh, in there. So, yeah, we did a, we did a logistics trip. And, uh, man, I packed a lot of things in about four days. But um, I think I know what I need to do. And we're, we're going to be ready for that as well. Man, what a great opportunity for your students. You know, Steve, one of the things that I find in the music education field in our area is that Fresno State turns out so many great music educators in all fields like orchestra, band, choir, and jazz. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the music program and why a potential music educator should consider Fresno State. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think one of the differences between Fresno State and some of the other schools that uh, a student might look at in California I think one of the bigger differences, if you look at all of the music ed professors and the major ensemble directors, they have all taught high school at a high level. Uh, Gary Gilroy had a phenomenal high school band program, one of the, one of the strongest bands that you would ever see um, as a high school director and then has gone on to teach college. And I know for a fact, one of the ways that he runs his rehearsals and teaches his classes is with that mindset. I'm gonna get you ready to be a teaching professional. Um, I know that's my philosophy as well. I've spent a lot of time, I've spent 12 years teaching high school. Um, I, every class I do is with a mindset of getting them ready for the profession, the reality of the profession, what they're actually going to have to do, not theory, but, but practice. Um, and I know they get that from our music ed professors who have also taught public school at a high level. So I think that's one of our big advantages is we, we really do go at this with a mindset of uh, getting them ready for their future job in actuality, not in theory. Um, and then I think the other thing is too, especially with Fresno State is, you know, we have so many diverse offerings on campus, uh, more than any of the other CSUs in the system. So um, uh, almost none of them have the athletic band program that we have, the scope. Almost none of them have the wind bands that we have, both the number and scope. Uh, same thing with our jazz bands, our orchestra, our choirs. We're, it's a very uh, deep and fully articulated program that's student-centered. And I think if I remember correctly, and I've looked at the numbers before, we graduate more music ed majors than anybody else in the state. Um, I think those metrics still hold up, and we've had some very large classes come out, um, and getting those guys in jobs has been 100% placement. Uh, for a number of years now. So we, we really think hard and try very hard to make sure that they are ready uh, for the realities and the, the rigors of, of, the, of the profession um, and that we teach our ensembles and our classes with that mindset. So from my perspective, certainly, I don't just fix things at rehearsal. We talk about what am I doing, why am I doing it, and how does it apply to your future? That's a daily thing in my classrooms, and I know it is for many others as well. Yeah, that's interesting how you mentioned your program prepares students for the music education field, because in our next segment, we're actually going to talk about some of the students who have landed new jobs and quite a few directors who have taken on new positions in the Valley this year. It's quite a list. So we want to thank you and the faculty at Fresno State for all the hard work that you do to prepare students for the profession. Thanks for having me. It was a true pleasure. And thanks for doing this podcast. I think this is going to be very important for the Central Valley music educators. So we appreciate you. Uh, taking the time and effort to put these things together.
Okay, friends, I'm going to try something really crazy here. I'm going to try to list the over 40 job position changes that we've had this year, either due to retirement or directors changing positions and welcoming some of our new educators to the profession. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. And please bear with me. It's kind of a long list, but I'll try to make it interesting here. First of all, Josh Avila was at Tulare Western High School, and now he's going to be at Corcoran High School. Taking his place at Tulare Western is Mike Reynolds, who went from Las Tulis to Tulare Western. And replacing Mike Reynolds at Las Tulis is Jason Black, who came from Alpine Vista School in Tulare City School District. Moving from El Diamante High School Band to the Tulare High School Choir position is Kristen Palace. Taking her position, we welcome to the Valley, Jacob Hearn will be the new band director at El Diamante High School. We'd like to recognize our recent retiree, Craig Mashler. Craig is retiring from the Visalia Unified School District, Green Acres Middle School. And taking his place at Green Acres is David Morris, who comes from Farmersville. Taking David's position in Farmersville is Brian Nelson. As we heard last week, Kurt Clegg retired from Exeter Union High School and taking his place is Zach Black. Dia Linda Barcelos moves from Sundale in Tulare to the Liberty Elementary School in Tulare and taking her position at Sundale is DeVree Lindstrand. Audie Lambert is moving from Mission Oak High School in Tulare to Parkview Middle School in Armona. Taking his position at Mission Oak High School is Calvin Carr, who comes from Pixley Middle School. Dan Pena is moving from Sanger High School to Sanger West High School. Taking his position at Sanger High School is Janet Tenpis, who comes from Liberty High School in Madero Ranchos. Taking her position at Madero Ranchos is Phil Gessert, who comes from Riverdale High School. Regina Bod is moving from Bartlett Middle School in Porterville to Divisadero Middle School in Visalia. Travis Williams will be taking her position at Bartlett Middle School. At this time, we'd like to recognize the passing of Derek Schumacher, who was the instrumental music director at Pioneer Junior High School in Porterville. Taking his position at Pioneer will be Adrian Martinez. Adam Peets is going from Rio Vista Middle School to Elementary Music in Central Unified. Taking his position at Rio Vista will be Chris Golden. Denny Turner is going from Scandinavian Middle School in Fresno to Central East High School. Other jobs we have, we have Alec Rodriguez who will be now at Clovis High School. In Bakersfield, we have Arquen Abaya who is going to be at the Compton Junior High School in Bakersfield. Ashley Penrod will be joining the music team in Visalia Unified. Cesar Mendoza will be taking on an assistant director position at Matilda Torres High School. Evan Hamada is going to be the jazz teacher in the Clovis High School area. Kaneshe Murray is going to be joining the vocal team at Bakersfield City School District. And Melissa Graham is going to be joining the choral program in the Tulare City School District. Natalie Hensley is going to be teaching instrumental music in the Bakersfield City School District. Nick Rodriguez is going to be the band director at the Pioneer Union Elementary School District in Hanford. Robert Bennett is joining the music team in Visalia. Robert Pomeroy is going to be joining the music team in Bakersfield City School District. And Trevor Jarrett is going to be joining the music team in the Tulare City School District. There are a number of positions that are still open and you can check EdJoin for the latest 
on these positions, but I'll go ahead and list some of them now. We have Central Union School District in Lemoore, Clovis Unified, the Kalinga Huron School District, Fresno Unified, Madera Unified, Parlier Unified, Pixley Middle School, Porterville Union Elementary School District, Riverdale High School, Tipton School District, Traver Elementary School District, Palo Verde School in Tulare, and Visalia Unified is still listing two positions available. Well, that's quite a list, and I'm sure I missed a few. <laughs> I'm asking for your forgiveness. Hey, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. You can email me at cvmepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll get the updates on a future episode of the podcast. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. I just want to thank everybody for all the positive comments that I've received on the first episode. It was great sharing that with you. Kirk and Jeff were great interviews, and today we had Steve McKeithen. Uh, this is turning out to be a really rewarding experience for me, and I hope for you as well. Be sure to share the podcast uh, by using our Facebook page, our Instagram page, or just send people to our website at cvmepodcast.com, and people are able to download the podcast directly from their web browser. I'd like to thank J.H. Tackett Marketing for being one of our charter sponsors, and if you're a business that would be interested in sponsoring an episode, please contact me. Tune in next week to hear an exciting interview from Mike Stone from the Bakersfield City School District, and we'll hear about all the other hats that Mike wears, as well as the important information regarding our upcoming Proposition 28 on the November ballot. Have a great week.